0: Hi and welcome to the Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question. Which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha.
1: And I'm Hannah.
0: And we are on Patreon. If you want to become a patron, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash thebooviegirls. And a quick shout out to one of our patrons, Abby. Abby.
1: Isn't that your dog's name? It is. I love that name. I hope it's, it's with an name. I. Is it with an I-E? It's not. It's with a Y. Ugh, it's okay. I still like you, Abby. <laughs> awesome. And this
0: week we are covering How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, and Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah.
1: Merry Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> That's so exciting. So exciting. <laughs> uh, And I have titled this one, Oh, the Humanity.
0: <laughs> I like did, it. Did you like it? Yeah.
1: Okay. It's good. <laughs>
0: The book was originally published in 1957, and it's written and illustrated by Theodore Geisel, better known as Dr. Seuss. The one and only. (laughs) Yes. It got a Goodreads rating of 4.36 out of 5, and it's a whopping 69 pages. If
1: not even not a full reading though. No, it's
0: literally like there's a paragraph on each page. If
1: <laughs> not even. <laughs> uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. We are covering, let's clarify. We are covering the two thousand version, which stars Jim Carrey. Yes. Uh there were a couple different versions obviously of this movie. Uh we put it up to our Instagram followers of which one they wanted us to do. Yes, and they very smartly chose the right one. <laughs> handedly chose this one <laughs> actually coming in second was not the original came coming in second is the the newer animated version i haven't even seen that one it's really cute is it yeah it's really cute. you should you should watch it with your with your nephews okay <laughs> uh it's rated pg uh it's a family fantasy comedy it's an hour and 44 minutes it was directed by ron howard who has 48 films under his belt including Solo, Star Wars Story, Angels and Demons, The Da Vinci Code, Cinderella Man, A Beautiful Mind. Oh, I love A Beautiful Mind. He's got mind. quite the resume. Uh, however, Tim Burton actually considered doing this movie, which I could have totally seen him doing. Uh, but he ended up having a conflict with another movie, so he didn't do it. I feel like Tim Burton would have made it a little too like gloomy for me. It, I guess <laughs> He's got so, a dark soul. <laughs> I mean, reading the reviews of this... It, I actually, the the reviews actually have kind of skewed me a little bit more oh. than I think any other movie has. I guess I just, I took this movie for what it was for so many years. Mm-hmm. And then the reviews, they start like pointing out things and I'm like, oh gosh, I was like, yeah, like this is like maybe not the most. Yeah. <laughs> so our Karen reviews are going to be good this week? <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things like it kind of made you think, I'm like, it steers pretty far from the book mm. in a lot of ways. Uh, so I think Tim Burton might've just taken it fully there. which maybe people would have been more okay with. Um, I felt like Ron Howard kind of like teetered this line with Jim Carrey. Um, But I don't know. We'll see. By the way, I feel like Ron Howard has one of the cutest faces in the world. (laughs) Like he's just a really cute guy. (laughs) Like you just look at him and you smile. I know, that's why everyone loved him in Happy Days. Right,
0: exactly. (laughs) All right, so the IMDb synopsis reads, On the outskirts of Whoville lives a green, revenge-seeking Grinch
1: who plans to ruin Christmas
0: for all of the citizens of the town.
1: Do you want to know a fun fact right off the bat? Yeah. So, obviously, we know the Grinch as being green, Mm -hmm. right? It didn't even dawn on me that in the book, he's black and white. (laughs) He's not green in the book. That's so true. It was, they didn't (laughs) turn him green until they did that first film. That's isn't really that, funny. Isn't that crazy to think? <laughs> yeah, it did Because either. I don't know. I, I can't remember what it said why. Uh, I think it was just like a film thing to make mm. it more appealing. That's so interesting. Why'd they go with green? I don't know. But it, I mean, green is so the Grinch. Totally. You think of the Grinch and you think green. Yeah, so that's I thought funny. that was funny. That is really funny.
0: All right. Uh, so some fun facts. Uh, the character of the Grinch first appeared in a 33 line illustrated poem by Dr. Seuss called The Hubub and the Grinch. <laughs> the hubub. The <laughs> Some writers, including Dr. Seuss himself, have made the connection between him and the Grinch, like correlating a lot of like their similarities and like the fact that they're both kind of Grinchy. <laughs> huh. um, Seuss's stepdaughter even said in a speech in 2003, "I always thought the cat from The Cat in the Hat." was Ted, Dr. Seuss, on his good days. and the I Grinch... love that
1: she calls him Ted. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, we, Ted. Don't...
0: <laughs> we all know him as Dr. Seuss, but yeah. they don't. Um, so yeah, so he, she said that the cat was Ted on his good days and the Grinch was Ted on his bad days. Oh. So I thought that was funny. Um, since the book was written, the word Grinch has entered the popular lexicon as an informal noun defined as a killjoy or a spoil sport and synonymous with the phrase wet blanket. Hmm. So I thought that was Interesting, Um, and the book, like we mentioned, um, we're doing the 2000 uh, 2000 film with Jim Carrey, but it's actually been adapted uh, several times. It was originally adapted in sixty six as an animated TV film narrated by Boris Karloff. A two thousand film, the one we're going to cover, a two thousand eighteen computer animated film starring Benedict Cumberbatch, who is one of my favorite actors. Really, I love him. He's Doctor
1: Strange.
0: He's Sherlock Holmes. He's fabulous. He's all right. Um, and then a 1994 musical. And then just most recently, a 2020 live television adaptation of the musical starring Matthew Morrison.
1: <laughs> I know. I haven't watched it yet. But I, I saw a commercial to... for it, but you know, I'm not a big Matthew Morrison fan, so I don't no, know. How... And he looks kind of creepy. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so, Rotten Tomatoes. Like I said, the reviews were kind of not great for this movie. It's only at a 56%. um, And we'll get into a little bit more of why I think that Mm -hmm. came about. Uh, But we had a conversation uh, earlier this week because I watched the Netflix documentary about Elf, Mm -hmm. like the making of the movie Elf. And the budget for that film was only $30 million, which to any person, that seems like a lot. Of money, but comparative, this this movie had a hundred and twenty three million dollar budget. Oh wow! And we've been seeing that like there are these huge budget budgets, so it's still crazy to me that Elf only had a thirty million dollar budget to make and did an incredible job, and it's one of the best movies, right? Uh, so this movie ended up grossing uh, just over three hundred and forty five million. So huge hit in the box office. And it was actually the highest grossing Christmas movie since home alone in 2000 or in 1999. Oh, wow! so it was a, it was a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some fun facts about the movie. Uh, uh, the face that, that uh, Jim Carrey wears as the Grinch actually took over two hours to apply and an hour to remove every day they filmed. Wow. And there was def there's different stories about how Jim Carrey absolutely hated it how he felt like he was literally being buried alive by this prosthetic and that he like couldn't breathe and that he was trying to quit. And I could see why, like looking at it when I was watching the movie, it just looks heavy Mm -hmm. and suffocating.
0: He probably hates the fact that he had to do another character where he has a green face. Well, he knew what he was signing up for. (laughs) Granted the mask, or the His face in the mask is much less involved than this face. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. So um, along the same lines, the suit that the Grinch wears is actually full of, or it's covered in yak hair that was dyed green and sewed onto the spandex suit. What's yak? Yak? Yak's an animal. Oh, it is? You don't know what a yak is? Is that short for something? No, it's just a, it's a yak. <laughs> oh. It's kind of like a long haired cow. And Ooh. they have horns. I'm sure if I saw a photo. Please Google what a yak is right now. Right now? Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh please. How do you spell it? Y a k?
1: No, just y a k. Y a k? Yak. How have you never known that? Like, when, oh, you okay. know, like when you're al- in elementary school and they're like, find a word that starts with a Y. Everyone said yak. They did. I did. Yellow. Yak. Anyways, so that's what is his, yeah, that's what his uh suit is covered in. Interesting. Uh so some statistics about this movie in terms of what the props and everything that went into making this movie. So for the makeup a for the makeup appliances. So everything that was used during the makeup application process was over 8,000 different pieces of makeup were used wow. in the making of this movie. Um, there were over 300 props created for this movie, obviously tons and tons of stuff throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. Um, over 8,000 ornaments over 100 or 1,938 candy canes. Wow. I'm sure we caught them all. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there there is 443 outfits created for this, for the wardrobe. And they're actually like all handmade. They were all hand either sewn or knitted and you can totally tell. like, and I just love props in- to costume and design. Yeah. Amazing. There were 11 different sound stages and it was actually one of the biggest sound stages in the studio that, that they've ever used. And I guess that after the movie was filmed, they took off all like the props, from a lot of this stuff to use elsewhere, but the entire like backdrops and like the main structures are actually still together and you can see them at universal studios on oh, the tour, cool. which would be cool. Yeah. There were actually 45 makeup artists throughout the entire, like on the busiest no wonder day, they had a big budget. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Yeah. They've all the freaking makeup artists. Um, and they use almost 2 million linear feet or six miles of styrofoam to build all the, all the sets.
0: It makes me happy to know that it wasn't all just CGI'd or like digitally. Yeah, they didn't do any of it.
1: Six miles of styrofoam. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of styrofoam. (laughs) So the cast of the movie. So we're going to start with the narrator of the movie, which isn't really a character, but he is. Mm -hmm. Is voiced by Sir Anthony Hopkins. He he narrated the entire thing in one day. Wow. I mean... Why not? You sit in front of a microphone and just read the lines. Sure. Uh, but interesting note about that. Anthony Ho- or Sir Anthony Hopkins is known for mm, Silence of the Lambs. Correct. And his <laughs> horror, mo- horror movies and thrillers. Uh, so they actually casted him because Boris Karloff, who actually narrated the very first Grinch, um, also was in the horror film oh. movies as well. So they wanted to kind of... Correlate that mm-hmm. with the with the um. I think he has an original, incredible voice. So yeah, it so worked. I mean, he did a great job, and then just to kind of have that like, you know, difference between this family movie and then who <laughs> right. these guys are are known for, I thought I thought was interesting. So the Grinch is played by obviously Jim Carrey. He has sixty three acting credits, which. It's, it's funny when you're like, yeah, obviously Jim Carrey has that many films, but like I'm going through this and I'm like 63 is a lot of films because <laughs> um, obviously he was in Dumb and Dumber, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, The Mask, Ace Ventura, uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins. <laughs> Uh, A Christmas Carol, Yes Man, Bruce Almighty, Liar Liar, and he was the Riddler in Batman. So, yeah, he's in these huge films, but he was also in a ton of movies and stuff before we even knew who Mm -hmm. he was. Um, (laughs) And he actually based his accent for The Grinch off of Sean Connery. Which you can totally hear if you go back and listen to it. You don't hear it right I off the did. bat, but you can. I can hear it when I was yeah. watching it last night. Um, Eddie Murphy, Tom Hanks, and Jack Nicholson were all considered to play the Grinch as well. But it ultimately went to Jim Carrey. So unpopular opinion. I'm not a big Jim Carrey fan.
0: I He's like, an acquired taste. He is. I like the, mo- the, the movie The Mask, but I have a problem with stupid funny comedians. Mm-hmm. It's not relevant to this movie because the role is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I just cannot stand stupid funny. I'm more of a sarcastic funny type. Um. So normally I, w- I wouldn't like him, but I thought for this role, he was perfect. Oh, he was great. He does an incredible job with his facial features and mm-hmm. this character definitely calls for that. So I, I thought he did a really good job. And a
1: lot of the like one-liners that we hear throughout this movie were all ad-libbed by him. Him. Of course, the, they Ron were. Howard really just kind of let him go with of this character. Course they were. The, the problem I have with with Jim Carrey a lot of times is he's the same character in every movie. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he has the same mannerisms. Yep. There's been a few where I think it's been a little bit different. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, he wasn't that way at all. He played a very specific character. Yeah. I think like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's one where it's just yeah. it's off
0: kilter of like what he's normally used to doing. Yeah.
1: So, but I I. I, I love him as the Grinch. Yeah. You know, so, but I could also have seen, I couldn't see Tom Hanks, maybe Jack Nicholson, but I don't
0: know. <laughs> I just picture Jack Nicholson, like, in the studio doing these lines. I can't. Right, I know.
1: It <laughs> no. Eddie Murphy would have been good, actually. Uh, moving on to Cindy Lou, who is played by Taylor Momsen, who is Jenny from Gossip Girl. Uh, many years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's also the lead singer of Pretty Reckless, the band. I thought she's super cute. I mean, she's Cindy Lou Who. Right. Like, it was always that thing, like, when she grew up and when she was in, in Gossip Girl, everyone's like, yeah, that's Cindy Lou <laughs> Totally. And she's
0: so, I, in my opinion, she's very recognizable, mm-hmm. even with, like, the prosthetic, like, nose or whatever they mm-hmm. add to all those characters. Um. Uh,
1: actually, the children in this movie do not have prosthetic noses. That's just her nose? That all, None of the kids have really? have, her, have who noses. Interesting. So everyone because, because the older you get, the more saggy your nose gets. Well, it says at the very end of the movie, uh, the mayor goes something about a little girl who hasn't even grown into her nose yet. Uh... Not sure why they felt the need to not. Yeah. Put them on them. But anyway, well, yeah, she's very recognizable. Um, she went through
0: a grunge phase and a lot left, of eyeliner,
1: a lot of <laughs> eyeliner.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I don't see anybody else except her.
1: Right. Uh, Mayor Augustus Mayhu is played by Jeffrey Tambor. He is famously known for being in Arrested Development, and he's actually not very recognizable as the mayor, I had to look him up. Oh yeah, but I kn- I knew who he was right off the bat. But um, he's I think they make him a little bigger mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, I love this character that they added to to this storyline. Um, I thought he did a great job. I did too. He was uh the right kind
0: of mean or the right, right. kind of just like. <laughs>
1: pissy <laughs> right uh martha may Huvier, <laughs> who is the uh the love interest of the mayor is played by christine baranski i believe that's how you pronounce it she was in the tv series uh the good wife and the good fight she was also in the mamma mia movies chicago bad moms and bad moms christmas <laughs> and she's also the voice of chef in the in the trolls movie Oh. Um the big scary troll. Interesting. <laughs> um I love her. I loved her um outfit when she's putting up the Christmas lights. Yes. How she's like in like a you cute know cute little mean girls outfit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but another character that I loved that they added to the story because I loved how she, her character development and you mm-hmm. think she's one thing and she ends up being another thing. And I thought she played this role perfectly. I agree. It was a nice addition because it kind of humanizes the Grinch too, yes. which we'll get to obviously. <laughs> uh, so eight-year-old Grinch was played by Josh Ryan Evans. He uh, was famously known for being in the show Passions for years. Um, unfortunately, he did pass away in 2002 at the age of 20. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so he was at, he is actually a little person. Mm. So uh, I, be- I believe I believe when I passed away from complications, complications. of that, but uh, loved him. I love I yeah. always feel so sad during this, this part of the movie because of what happens. But um, I loved eight year old Grinch. <laughs> I want to take him home. I know it was
0: it was nice that there was no I didn't feel like there was any disconnect between 8-year-old Grinch and adult Grinch right. like they both did the the role properly yeah. there was zero disconnect <laughs> I like
1: that. Uh Betty Lou who is is played by Molly Shannon. She is a longtime member of the SNL crew. Um she was in Superstar and the Hotel Transylvania's. I she kills me. I She's love hilarious. her. She is hu- hilarious. <laughs> and I loved her character in this movie. Um Pens across the board for yeah, me. With her. <laughs> uh, Lou Lou Who <laughs> is played by Bill Irwin. He was an interstellar on um, the show Legion. And he also has worked as Mr. Noodle on Sesame Street for years. Wow, He's cute. <laughs> I did not know him from anything else. Yeah. But he does the role fine. <laughs> um, and last but not least, probably the most important role in the entire movie, Max the dog. Of course. Is played by kelly her <laughs> Just, name's kelly her name is kelly it is a girl yeah. um and she actually has an imdb page of course she does. she's only been in one other thing um but if my dog ever gets cast in anything uh, i believe so according to her page that's adorable i don't i doubt she's still alive this movie was born in <laughs> or was filmed in 2000 i mean <laughs> uh, 20 years yeah but, yeah, maybe a but if my dog or, or moose ever get in just any a movie or commercial, you better believe they're getting IMDB pages. Well, yeah. Obviously. How else will their
0: fans <laughs> keep up on them?
1: <laughs> um originally they did want to go with a CGI dog, um, but they ended up finding Kelly and she was perfect for this for this role.
0: She really was. She killed it. Some of the like looks she just gives the Grinch, you're like, yeah. Same.
1: Well, and I feel like Max makes this movie. Max is like the ultimate like will love this is why we love dogs because they will Mm -hmm. love you unconditionally they if they can love the grinch they will love anybody my favorite
0: (laughs) scene is when the grinch walks into his house and uh, max is celebrating christmas yes (laughs) (laughs) so adorable (laughs) all right time for who said it um obviously the book has very little dialogue so i i made the one exception this one time and we're going to go with the movie quotes.
1: Okay. So this should be easier for you. Okay. It should be easier? What? I could have, The narrator. He did them all.
0: <laughs> all right. First up. Bleeding hearts of the world unite. Oh, gosh. The Grinch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Next. Did I have a crush on the Grinch? Well, of course not.
1: Uh, that's Martha May. <laughs> that is Martha Lying May. Lying Martha May.
0: <laughs> <laughs> next up. The term Grinchy shall apply when Christmas spirit is in short supply. Mm. Cindy Lou Who? Mayor May Who. That <laughs> was close. Next one. I just wanted everybody to be together for Christmas. That was Cindy Lou Who. Yes. And last but not least, nice kid, bad judge of character.
1: <laughs> I love this line. <laughs> That's the Grinch. That's why I had to add
0: it. <laughs> I personally love it too. And then some um, honorable mentions, mentioned like you mentioned he does do a lot of one-offs that he obviously ad-libbed one of, so a few of my faves were yes down a size and a half i love that because <laughs> oh, i say that to myself all the time when, when he's weighing his heart yes <laughs> um the other ones were am i just eating because i'm bored i literally ask myself that every oh, day Oh, absolutely <laughs> and last but not least uh-oh somebody's fabulous <laughs>
1: it's so great so uh there's a tiktok video that uh girls do when or i guess guys have been doing it too the part where he's trying on all the Mm -hmm. all the things and it's like ooh, ah that's it i'm not going (laughs) (laughs) and it's like girls like in their
0: wedding dresses (laughs) that's cute um we're obviously not going to do f mary kill because it's a children's book and that's just gonna be that
1: (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. We're going to do this uh, very similar to how we did the Polar Express. Uh, Roche is going to fabulously read the book for us. I know you guys were really hoping I would do that again. (laughs) Yes, so let's see how she does with her rhyming. Oh, boy. (laughs) All
0: right, so should I just start the book? Start it. Let's do it. Okay. Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot.
1: And they do love Christmas a lot. The opening scene is we get... You're basically going into a snowflake, which... Sure, why not? (laughs) Uh, And it's, we see all the who's in Whoville. There's bands. We see Santa. There's a giant Christmas tree. Uh, There's a guy calling out the Christmas countdown each minute. (laughs) Which I wish I I had someone doing that. That sounds great. (laughs) Uh, And we see, we get introduced to uh, Cindy Lou who and her dad Lou. And really, Cindy starts questioning Christmas right away. I mean, everything's like mayhem. They're Mm -hmm. trying to buy these gifts. And then she's like, is Christmas really all about buying these gifts? And it's just like madness in Whoville around Christmas time. Uh, so th- I know that's like a really short page, but we get this beautiful opening scene of the Who's. Yeah. Th- that was probably like your dream, right? It's oh, To absolutely. Like, live in Whoville. Absolutely. Yeah. Just in a Dr. Seuss book, really. True.
0: <laughs> but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. Now, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small.
1: So, that is the last time we are going to read a page for quite a while. <laughs> Because this movie really goes off the rails in terms of storyline, for better or for worse. Uh, So this is where we are introduced to the Grinch and Mount Crumpet. We see uh, some kids climbing up the mountain to basically like... I guess, dare each other to go and like Mm -hmm. touch, touch the butt (laughs) like in Nemo, uh, to go touch the door, uh, of the Grinch's house. And so they're climbing up there, they get to the door and this like giant fake monster pops out and it's actually Max like (laughs) screaming into this like bugle thing. That was really cute. Uh, so obviously that didn't happen in the book. Um, but this is where the Grinch is like, all right, you want to see me? You want to be scared by me? All right, let's do it. Like, let's, I'm going down there and we're going to like cause some, some ruckus. Uh, so then we see the mayor gets introduced down in Whoville. Um, and he tells us that it is the 100th Whovillation. <laughs> and he doesn't want a Grinch problem. He wants to make sure that the Grinch does not come down and ruin the 100th Whovelation. I feel
0: like we need a mesa Belation. A mesa Belation. <laughs>
1: I like Does it, it roll off the tongue. <laughs> not, not so much. I like Hoovilation a little better. <laughs> um, but Cindy wants to know why no one talks about the Grinch. She's been hearing, you know, stories about the Grinch for so long. But you know, she's a smart girl, and she's like, "All right, something's up with this guy." So at the same time, the Grinch is now coming down to Hooville and she runs into him at the post office where her dad works. And this is where one of the most famous lines of the movie happens, where she's like, "You're the the." And he goes, the, what? the, the, the Grinch. <laughs> and I mean, everyone says it now. Yeah. still to this day. People still say it. Uh, but she ends up getting sucked up into the mail sorter because she's a child. And that's what happens, I guess. <laughs> um, and, and the Grinch is ready to just leave her. But thank God for Max. Max that is like, no, we can't leave this child in the, in the mail sorter. So, so the Grinch ends up saving Cindy Lou, who, um, but he doesn't just let her go. He wraps her up into a present. Well, yeah, he <laughs> can't be completely nice. He has no, to do something mean. Exactly. So, but this causes Cindy to be like, hey, maybe he's not horrible. mm mm-hmm. Maybe there's something deep down in that grinchy heart of his. Leave it to a kid (laughs) to see the inner workings of a upset man. (laughs) Um, But now we are outside of the Lou Who house and we see Betty Lou decorating. She's up on the roof and I'm like, queen. (laughs) Like in every other like, you know, world, that seems to be the man's job. But the women in Whoville take charge on the Christmas decorations. They do. So she's up there in her curlers and is just slaving away up there trying to compete with freaking Martha May next door who has a Christmas light cannon. Where do I buy one of those? I don't know. That's amazing. <laughs> and her out, this is where her outfit comes yes. through. Uh, but you can see that they're in like a comp or a decorating competition mm-hmm. with, with each other. Um, <laughs> and still at the same time, the Grinch is running around, you know, still causing trouble. Um, and he even pranks call, he, uh, prank calls, what are them is it the mayor's house? He called, he, no, he prank calls the, the
0: loohoos. Oh yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He
1: prank calls them. And I'm just like, I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like the
0: classic fridge joke, but yeah. he, he changed it up a little bit. <laughs> but,
1: and then he's like, all right, I'm good. So he he heads up, Back up to um, Mount Crumpet because he's he's done for for the day, <laughs> um, and then now we're back at the Luhu house and we see Cindy Luhu singing the song "Where Are You Christmas," um, which becomes kind of one of the themes. I, I swear, like I watched this movie last night, I've had either that song stuck in my head the regular Grinch song stuck in my <laughs> head or the Faru Dase yeah. song from the end stuck in my head all day. <laughs> uh, so the Grinch is back home now. And this is where he weighs his heart, where that quote is that you love, where his, um, you know, heart is a couple sizes too small, but he sees that as a good thing. <laughs> uh, and we kind of get a tour of, uh, you know, his humble abode and he's very proud of it. <laughs> I mean,
0: to each their own. I would probably panic if I saw that place.
1: <laughs> uh, but it, you know, very quickly you you start to see like he's all alone with his dog. He in his mind he tries to keep telling himself that this is what he likes. He likes being alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks to his own echo. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're an idiot. (laughs) Uh, And he's eating glass. And that's where he says, am I just eating because I'm bored? (laughs) And he's eating all the glass. Uh, So I like that we actually got to see the inner workings of the Grinch's lair. I agree. uh, Which we obviously do not get in the book. Uh, So now Cindy, being the little investigator that she is, she wants to get the backstory of the Grinch. So she goes around. She has her little tape recorder and starts interviewing people. About the Grinch and wanting to know why he is the way he is, a little reporter in the making, <laughs> exactly. And we get the we get the story about how the babies are delivered in baskets, just like they are in real life. <laughs> uh, and but on Christmas Eve, when the Grinch was being delivered, a strange, you know, wind came through and blew the Grinch into Whoville. And here is one of the Easter eggs that people do not like. So yeah. while the Grinch is floating around, mm-hmm. he passes, he gets stuck in a tree outside of a house. Did you see what they were doing inside of the house? They were putting
0: keys in a...
1: Correct. Yeah. Which is famously known for that is what they do at swingers parties. Oh. So people are saying that that was not necessary and not something that they needed to put in there. Others say it was just to make sure that they weren't drinking and driving. Right. So you can make your own assumption. Yes. Uh, but there's uh, two women that end up taking the Grinch in and they give him a Christmas cookie and it's Santa and he ends up eating Santa. So very early on, we knew that he, you mean he eats the plate. Oh yeah. And the plate. <laughs> so very early on, we know that he is just not a fan of, of Christmas and they tried to, tried to raise him to like Christmas. And we find out as he gets older, we're now have eight year old Grinch and he has a crush on Martha May. And the kids are just, mean, because he's different looking, Mm -hmm. which is another thing that people did not like in in this movie, because they villainized the who's, you know, and the who's are mean and they are, you know, they're mean to people who who don't look like them. I
0: mean, that's that's normal life, though. How many times as a child do people, you know, do kids get picked on for being different?
1: I think they're saying that the who's that Dr. Seuss wrote would not have been that way. That they would have been all-inclusive. Um,
0: fair. I'm sure the majority of them would be. But people like the mayor are just mean
1: people. That's very true. <laughs> uh, but he ends up making Martha May a beautiful Christmas tree angel from all of the things at his house. And the mayor, who was in his class at the time, uh, was making fun of him for having a beard when he was eight years old. And so he tries to shave you know, shave his beard and ends up cutting it. So he has a bag over his head (laughs) in school. Um, And then they all obviously make fun of him when he takes the bag off and he just trashes all of the Christmas decorations. Um, But in this whole time, though, we do see that Martha May is nice to him and that she probably did have a crush on him when when they were younger, which is very important for later on in the story. But after this happens, he does leave Hooville and goes to live on Mount Crumpet as an eight-year-old. It's incredible to me how they would get up that mountain. Uh, very easily. <laughs> yeah. The Hoos are very uh, nimble, <laughs> evidently. <laughs> so now it is the beginning of the one hundredth Hubilation, and there is something called a Cheermeister. And the Cheermeister is, you know, someone who leads all the activities for the Hubilation, but is also a role for someone who may need more Christmas spirit. I would love to be the not that I need more Christmas spirit, <laughs> but I would love to be the cheermaster at some point, meister at some point. I feel like you would do that role very good, right? Very well. I think so too. If anyone needs a cheermeister, let me know. So Cindy tr- nominates the Grinch, and they're like, "Fine, if you can get him to come down here and actually accept his position, mm-hmm. he can be it. If not, the mayor is going to take the role." So the music starts, the jubilation, you know, all the, all the activities, you know, are ramping up and we see the Grinch back at home and we see him trying to drown out all of the sounds that are coming from Whoville. All the joy. All the joy. (laughs) I mean, he smashes his head in that giant monkey, you know, (laughs) uh, everything he can think of to drown it out. Uh, And at this time, this is where Cindy actually climbs up to to Mount Crumpet very nimble again, mm-hmm. easily done, uh, to invite the Grinch to come down and be the cheermeister. And <laughs> the Grinch tries to scare her and it doesn't work. And I love when he's like, these kids are just so des- desensitized these days. <laughs> and that's literally how it is for boyfriend Ray's daughter. It's hard to scare her. Yeah, these I don't days. know what kids are scared of. Nothing. I think we've actually talked about
0: this in a previous episode. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just reality. Like yeah. Real life. Real li- stuff. Yeah.
1: No Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she invites him to be the holiday cheermeister and you know, he's like, ah, I don't know. I don't really want to do it. No way. And then she mentions that there will actually be an award Mm -hmm. and that kind of perks his ear up. And then she does tell him that Martha may will be there. And he's like, all right, like (laughs) maybe, I don't know. So he sends Cindy back down the mountain. And this is where he starts contemplating going back and forth. He says his calendar is booked. Very busy. He has dinner with himself and he cannot cancel again. <laughs> <laughs> he has nothing to wear, which is the scene
0: that we were talking about. Oh my gosh. Literally my my struggle anytime I go anywhere. Yeah. I have
1: nothing to wear. Well, you should do like he did. He steals Lederhosen off a of Yodler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have Lederhosen at our house. Yes, I'm aware. We went to Oktoberfest uh, in Germany last year, pre-COVID. And boyfriend Ray rocked a leader hose. He really did. It was great. <laughs> so they are at now back down in Hooville, ready to announce the cheermeister. And the Grinch is not there yet, but right before they're about to let the mayor take the role, the Grinch shows up. I love that Max just drops him. Yeah. He's Max like is still like, contemplating. He's like, forget this. Just go. I know. That's probably what our talk's saying. Like, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> and when he gets there, the older women, including the two women that raised him when he was a baby, uh, give him this brand new sweater, which is just fabulous. <laughs> Everyone needs a Christmas yep, sweater. Yep. And there is the chair of cheer, where he gets to sit on and, and ride around in. Um, he's the judge of the Who Pudding cook-off. <laughs> Uh he is the leader of the conga line and he has to be the judge for the fall or the fruitcake fall la and the fudge judge. Yeah. That is my dream job. The fudge judge? Absolutely. <laughs> I want to be the holiday
0: cheermeister and fudge judge. I'd like to be I know this wasn't part of it, but I'd like to be like the hot cocoa judge or like the Christmas cookie judge.
1: Doesn't have quite the ring to it as fudge judge. No, fine. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'm going to f- make all of my friends make fudge one year just so I can be the fudge judge. Next year we're doing it. Um, you won't know this, but I'll buy store-bought fudge. That's fine. <laughs> as long as I can judge it and be the fudge judge. <laughs> what were you going to say? Nothing. I, I, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> um, they do a sack race where he, you know, knocks all the kids over. But he really starts to embrace his new role. He is feeling the holiday cheer. He looks like he's having a good time. He is. Until they start passing around presents and like the jerk he is, the mayor gives him a razor, so, just like the one that he cut himself on so many years ago. What a jerk. <laughs> uh, and then this is where the mayor proposes to Martha May with that giant rock and a brand new car.
0: <laughs> you get a car, you get a
1: car. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, if somebody not mentioning any names wants to propose to me with a brand new car, Not that I would say no without the brand new car, but (laughs) hint, hint boyfriend Ray, hint, hint. (laughs) I'm just saying. So he put, he presents his brand new car and obviously the Grinch is annoyed. So he basically keys the car with his fingernail, which is awful. Um, but he basically calls out all the Grinches or all the who's and just saying, all you guys care about is wanting gifts. And at this point I'm like, Tell him, yeah. yeah, you all you people care about is presents. So I'm not mad ab- mad about it. Um, but he does say the only thing he does like about the holiday is mistletoe, and he tells <laughs> Whoville to kiss it. <laughs> I and I love that
0: his whole point of like all your presents end up in your trash anyway, which oh, yeah. comes to me. So right. like you don't actually give a you know yeah. crap about the gifts that you're giving each other
1: every year. Yeah, so I was like, the Grinch is onto something. And then he shaves the mayor's head and he looks fabulous. <laughs> I love that. That, <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. Um uh, but then he just starts to really go off the deep end though. This is where I'm like, Grinch, you were right, but like yeah. reel it back. He like terrorizes the town. He sets the Christmas tree on fire. So rude. And they're like, oh the humanity <laughs> Which is the title of this episode. (laughs) Uh, But thank goodness, though, the town has a spare tree. So we think everything... What town doesn't have a spare tree? So that's where we're at in the movie. We finally now pick up to page three of the book.
0: But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the Whos, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now hanging a mistletoe wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming, I must find some way to stop Christmas from coming. For tomorrow he knew... All the Who girls and boys would wake bright and early. They'd rush for their toys. And then, oh, the noise. Oh, the noise, 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 noise. That's one thing he hated. The noise, 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 noise. Noise! Noise! <laughs> <laughs> then the Who's young and old would sit down to a feast. And they'd feast and they'd feast. And they'd feast, 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 feast. They would feast on Who pudding and rare Who roast beast, which was something the Grinch couldn't stand in the least. And then they'd do something he liked least of all. Every Who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, would stand close together with Christmas bells ringing. They'd stand hand in hand, and the Whos would start singing. They'd sing, and they'd sing, and they'd sing, 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 sing. And the more the Grinch thought of this Who Christmas sing, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, for 53 years I've put up with it now, I must stop this Christmas from coming. But how? Then he got an idea, an awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea.
1: So in a nutshell, that's what <laughs> happens in the movie next. He sees them carrying out this spare tree because he kind of thought that after he terrorized the town they're they're done. Yeah. You know, Christmas is over. <laughs> Christmas is over. And then he goes back up, you know, to Mount Crumpet and he looks down and they're pulling out the spare tree, which everyone should have a spare tree. Just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> emergencies. Uh, and so he's like, Christmas is still coming. Like, I got to think of a plan, and the plan starts going into motion, just like in the book.
0: I know just what to do, the Grinch laughed in his throat, and he made a quick Santa Claus hat and a coat, and he chuckled and clucked, what a great Grinchy trick. With this coat and this hat, I look just like Saint Nick.
1: And that's what he does in the movie, too. He makes his cute little uh, (laughs) Santa outfit, and he becomes Grinch Claus. And during this whole scene, when he's making the, when he's making the costume, he sews his, you know, he sews his fingers to it. (laughs) Um, He is singing, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) He actually, like, plays along with it. And actually, uh, just a side note... One of the um, unique things about this movie, which doesn't happen in a lot of movies, is that he actually interacts with the narrator, mm. um, which he does during this, during this scene. Um, but he's not done yet, just like in the book. He's not, he's not ready yet. <laughs> All I need is a
0: reindeer, the Grinch looked around. But since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old Grinch? No, the Grinch simply said, if I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog Max, then he took some red thread and he tied a big horn on the top of his head. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh and he hitched
1: up old Max. And that's what happens in the movie, too, uh, which is <laughs> which is little, obviously we get a little bit more of the back backstory not backstory um, behind the scenes of the making mm-hmm. of the of the costume he sews his fingers into the costume uh he makes the giant sled which is like you know as like jet packs <laughs> and is a little bit more uh updated than the one in the book i would say yeah this just looks like a raggedy old sled yeah and in this scene in the movie is where we get uh, the song "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch" that we all know. I um, he actually sings it in part in part of this scene as well. Uh, and one thing that is unique about this movie, which doesn't happen a lot, is that he actually interacts with the narrator, mm-hmm. which I always think is a fun aspect when movies do that. I do too when they break the uh, what is the called the the fourth wall. Or yes, whatever. that's what they call mm-hmm. it exactly. So, um, but yeah, Max becomes the reindeer, like the MVP he is or she, uh, <laughs> and they're they're ready to take off just like in the book. Then the Grinch said,
0: giddy up, and the sleigh started down toward the homes where the Hoos lay a snooze in their town.
1: I love this scene in pretty much all the Grinch movies when Max tries to get the sled to go. Uh (laughs) Uh, But that's basically how it happens in the movie, too. He starts heading down. Obviously, it's very dramatic in in this movie when he's going down the mountain and he's flying down, almost crashing. And he gets down. He gets down to Whoville and he's down there. And everyone's sleeping.
0: All their windows were dark. Quiet snow filled the air. All the who's were all dreaming sweet dreams without care. When he came to the first little house on the square. This is stop number one, the old Grinchy Claus hissed. And he climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fist. Then he slid down the chimney, a rather tight pinch. But if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once for a moment or two. Then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue. Where the little hoo stockings all hung in a row, these stockings, he grinned, are the first things to go. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant around the whole room, and he took every present. Pop guns and bicycles, roller skates, drums, checkerboards, tricycles, popcorn, and plums. And he stuffed them in bags, and the Grinch very nimbly stuffed all the bags, one by one, up the chimbley. Then he slunk to the icebox, he took the Who's feast, he took the Who pudding, he took the roast beast, he cleaned out that icebox as quick as a flash, Why that Grinch even took their last can of Who hash.
1: This is probably the part of the movie that actually follows along best with it as, yes. as, as the book, as it should be. This is the part of the book that, you know, people know so well as the Grinch going down and actually physically stealing Christmas from the Who's, uh, But yeah, in the movie, he, you know, lands on the roof. Um, he wakes up the Who's, but they're like, oh, it's Santa. Let's go back to bed. Uh, and, he, and they even say, you know, he gets stuck in the chimney, but he gets stuck just once. Uh, and he ends up, you know, he releases a bunch of moths, which is added yes. in the movie. Um, he sucks up all the presents with a giant tube thing and accidentally, you know, sucks up the cat <laughs> in the process. Cat. Uh, but yeah, it, it's very similar to what happened in the book and he raids the fridge and I'm like not the roast beast listen take my presents for all you want do not take my food (laughs) do not take my roast beast
0: (laughs) then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee and now grinned the Grinch I will stuff up the tree And the Grinch grabbed the tree and he started to shove, when he heard a small sound like the coo of a dove. He turned around fast and he saw a small who, little Cindy Lou Who, who was not more than two. The Grinch had been caught by this tiny who daughter, who'd got out of bed for a cup of cold water. She stared at the Grinch and said, "'Santy Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why?' But you know that old Grinch was so smart and so slick. He thought up a lie, and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little tot, the fake Sandy Claus lied, there's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there, then I'll bring it back here. And his fib fooled the child. Then he patted her head, and he got her a drink, and he sent her to bed. And when Cindy Lou Who went to bed with her cup, he went to the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Then the last thing he took was the log for their fire. Then he went up the chimney himself, the old liar. On their walls he left nothing but hooks and some wire. And the one speck of food that he left in the house
1: was a crumb that was even too small for a mouse. So what I took from that is that Cindy Lou Who is vastly older in the movie than she is in the book. Yes. She is not not more than two. (laughs) She's probably eight, yeah. nine in the movie. In the yeah. book, she's, you know, a toddler. I know.
0: And I get why they did that. so Obviously, she has a lot more speaking lines in mm-hmm. this movie. Um, but yeah, that was very, very different. <laughs> Another thing
1: that I thought, which is just me overanalyzing the movie, which is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, in the movie, he starts to step up the tree and exactly how it happens in the book, Cindy Lou who comes down. But in the book, this is the first time Cindy Lou Who has seen the Grinch. Right. So it makes sense that she's like, Santa Claus, like, what are you doing? Like, that's what she thinks Santa Claus looks like. Cindy Lou Who in the movie has had a lot of one-on-one time with the Grinch. She knows what this Grinch looks like. Yet, come this Christmas morning, she's like who is this guy? I'm like, you know, a lot of other green guys around right. here. Yeah. Like he's like wrapping his arms around the tree. I'm like, you can clearly
0: see his hands. Right. So. And at
1: one point he sticks his face through the tree. That's so I'm true. like, what? Okay, Cindy, like I little- must be groggy from sleep. <sighs> sure. Uh, but she also, you know, he says that, you know, he's going to take the tree back up to the North pole to fix the lights. And, you know, she asks him, you know, what is Christmas all about? And right off the bat, he goes, vengeance. <laughs> And he goes, presents, I suppose. And, you know, she she's like, that's what I was afraid of. And this is again the whole, you know, giving Cindy more of a, you know, presence in this mm-hmm. movie, um, where she's questioning what Christmas is all about. But she heads she heads back up to bed and tells the Grinch, the Grinch Santa Claus, to not for, forget about Mr. Grinch because you know, she does think he's kind of sweet and, you know, a second he kind of melts. And this is where he says that line that you said, sweet kid, bad judge of character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just like in the book, uh, he leaves the house all bare and he heads up the chimney. Then he did
0: the same thing to the other whose house is, leaving crumbs much too small for the other whose is. It was quarter past dawn, all the whos still a bed, all the whos still a snooze, when he packed up his sled, packed it up with their presents, the ribbons, the wrappings, the tags and the tinsel, the trimmings, the trappings.
1: So just like in the book, in the movie, he goes to the other houses, but we see, you know, now we know these characters, the other whos, so we see him go into Martha May's house. He takes the ring. Um, he goes and steals sugar plums, dancing and kids heads in their dreams Uh, so we get to see him go through all the different houses and and taking all the presents and he is convinced that all of the all of the who's are going to be very sad so sad very sad (laughs) and he you know starts to head up to mount crumpet and the who's come out and it's christmas morning and they actually are really sad like they are Like, what the heck, man? I mean, I would be. I know, right? So the mayor comes out. Obviously, none of this happens in the book. The mayor comes out and he blames Cindy for this. He's like, I know this was the Grinch and Cindy Lou Who, you brought him here. What a jerk. I'm like, okay, let's blame the eight-year-old kid. Who doesn't know any better. And Lou Lou Who, you know, Cindy's dad, stands up to the mayor. I'm like, yeah, like you tell him. And, you know, he said, I'm glad that the Grinch stole our presents, which, hey, some of this might have happened in the book. We just don't, you know, he just didn't go into a lot of detail. <laughs> right. And, you know, the town starts to come around and be like, you know what, maybe this is what Christmas is all about. It's not about the presents. It's about being with your family and mm-hmm. including everybody. So we're getting to that point in the, in the as in the book where the Grinch is back up there and the Who's are starting to realize what happened.
0: 3,000 feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, He rode with his load to the tip top to dump it. Poo poo to the Who's. He was Grinchishly humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the Who's down in Whoville will all
1: cry boo hoo. Which did not happen, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) No, sure didn't. So he is at this point back up on Mount Crumpet in the movie, but... Unlike the book, Cindy's up there. Mm -hmm. Cindy is up there because she's trying to figure out, hey, man, what the heck? What's the deal? (laughs) What's the deal, man? Uh, And he's just about to push all those presents over the edge and to really ruin Christmas. Just like in the book. That's a noise, grinned the
0: Grinch, that I simply must hear. So he paused, and the Grinch put his hand to his ear, and he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, the sound sounded merry. It couldn't be so, but it was merry. Very. He stared down at Whoville, the Grinch popped his eyes, then he shook. What he saw was a shocking surprise. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all.
1: So almost exactly how it happens in the book. The Who's start singing and the Grinch hears it and he's like, "Uh oh, my plan didn't work. (laughs) Christmas is still here. I did not stop Christmas from coming. And then he realizes one of the most important things about Christmas, just like he does in the book here.
0: And the Grinch with his Grinch feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit
1: more. And that's what happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. He almost, it's, it, they use almost the exact verbiage yeah. <laughs> in the movie of that. Which is nice to see. Yeah, that it, you know, Christmas doesn't come from a store. Perhaps it means a little bit more. And then, just like in the book, a, a, basically a miracle happens. <laughs>
0: and what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light. And he brought back the toys and the food for the feast. And he dot, dot, dot. Cliffhanger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So just like in the book, this is where the Grinch's heart grows three sizes that day. Except Jim Carrey is very dramatic in this moment. (laughs) He's basically dying.
0: Like it literally, you could feel his
1: physical heart. Growing Like, right. that's how much pain he looks in. <laughs> and he says he's all toasty inside. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to save the sled, and he's struggling. And then he sees that, for whatever reason, Cindy Lou Who is up on the top of the present pile. Um, so then he really gets the motivation to save the sled mm-hmm. and Cindy Lou Who. And they do, finally, because he's a buff Grinch. Apparently. <laughs> and they ride back down to Whoville, and... They get all the way down to the new Christmas tree. Their, you know, spare tree. <laughs> and he apologizes. He says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Which we don't get in the book. No. He's he, not very sorry in no. the book. We get the full apology. And Martha May ends up returning the ring to the mayor and confesses her love for the Grinch. Good for her. You know, Christmas miracles. <laughs> uh, and Christmas is restored in Whoville. Fahu Dahu Dore's Welcome Christmas.
0: (laughs) He himself, the Grinch, carved
1: the roast beast. And that's how the movie ends. The feast and the Grinch cutting the roast beast's. I loved that in the movie,
0: everyone went to his house for the feast.
1: They did. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) They did. That is very different. That is not... Well, I guess you can't really tell in the book. I mean... No, it's hard to tell. Yeah. I believe in the original cartoon version it's in Whoville yeah so well apparently in the
0: movie again like we said they're very nimble so it's easy for them to get up the mountain very
1: very much so but yeah so interesting rendition of the Grinch (laughs) more so that I was actually thinking about it I guess this time uh but would you say that the movie stayed true to the book
0: no (laughs) no I wouldn't I mean with the
1: exception of what I read that was kind of verbatim no (laughs) I can't wait for next year when you have to read this again because we're going to do another Grinch a different next version? Year. <laughs> great.
0: I'm sure you're all looking forward because to that.
1: Because I'm sure Roche is going to edit this fabulously in post, but I told her that we need to put together a bloopers reel of all of her rhyming flubs <laughs> during this, because it was pretty great. The uh, struggle is real, folks. I know, man. Uh, but I'm going to agree with you. It doesn't really... St- I mean, the theme of it and the story sure. and like, the meaning behind it stays true. But they, I mean... They packed in a lot in that hour and 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. That was not in that in that book. I did I grew up on the original Grinch movie. I used to watch it every Christmas Eve, so I'm that one will always be my favorite.
0: See, this is the one that I know most. So True. like this is my version of The Grinch.
1: <laughs> so would you buy the Grinch book? At Target for (laughs) $13.99. Or would you watch the free movie on Netflix? Mm,
0: Well, when you put it that way, (laughs) um, I would definitely pick the movie. I thought, uh, like I said, this is what I know the Grinch to be. Mm -hmm. And obviously everybody knows the classic story, uh, but this movie is is hilarious. Um, So yes, I would pick the movie.
1: I feel like we have another split decision. I got to go with the book. Just because it's a classic. I mean, but I will say... That next year, when we do a different version of The Grinch, my answer possibly might be different. Fair. And that's just and me. And maybe mine will, too. Yeah, you never know. But I love I love the book, and I, lo- I, w- I hope every kid has this as part of their Christmas tradition. Totally. I'm going to watch it again tonight, because it's Christmas Eve.
0: Because you need to get the songs out of your head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Girls. You can also email us at TheBoovieGirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple of levels for you. Our $2 level gets you episodes at least 24 hours in advance. You also get access to our Karen reviews, which I'm excited to record this one. <laughs> Um, the $3 level gets you everything I already mentioned. You also get a sticker for joining. You get a quick shout out in our episode, in an upcoming episode, and you get access to our after credits party episodes. It'll, and all oh. I was going
1: to say, it basically will be a Christmas gift to us and to yourself.
0: Basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Correct. <laughs> all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward
1: slash the booby girls. Can I do next week on okay yes but i do want to say before we start into what we are doing which will come out on new year's day new year's eve new year's eve we are rounding out 2020 like i can't believe we are made it to 2020 (laughs) i know right Like this is (laughs) wild but i promised roche that if we got to 2021 that we could do what we have up next year next week on the Boofy girls. And the next eight weeks after that, <laughs> we are starting, which
0: let me preface this by saying this is quite an undertaking. Yes. Even if you're not a fan. Um, but we are officially starting the eight episode series of the Harry Potter books.
1: Get ready, folks. <laughs> it's going to be a trip because I will say I love Harry Potter, but my love for Harry Potter is minuscule to Rocha's love for it in terms of I love it for what it is. It's entertainment, the culture around it. I can't pronounce eight out of 10 words. I don't know who eight out of 10 people are. So that's what we have Roche for to describe it all to me.
0: Yes, I'm very excited. I will kind of be taking the lead on these episodes. Because
1: so. I don't need any Potterheads to be coming at me. No, in if you say the
0: wrong name or the wrong you know, word for something, oh, they're coming at you me being one of them
1: (laughs) exactly that's what you're here for
0: all right thanks for listening and remember don't judge a book by its movie
1: merry christmas bye (laughs)